Hey, dis Bauer Bosch hier. Welkom by nog episode van Narratief. Danke dat jy die show luister. Danke dat jy dit deel met jou vriende. Dit beteken die wereld vir my. Hier gaan ons. Dit is vandag 14 februari, Valentijnsdag. Good old Valentine's Day. Dit is hier vanuit David so, mense in twee split. Dit is of mense wat liefde haat, of dit is mense wat liefde laaf. Hierdie dag is een van die dividers. Jy weet, ons is die klomstige dag in die jaar, wat die helfte haat en die andere helfte absoluut lief vir is. Maar anyway, ek um, wil met baie trots sê, dat die show het officially sy eerste sponsor. Um, ons vat handen met King Price Insurance vir die volgende paar episodes. Um, ek werk al flippen lang met King Price Insurance en ek moet eerlijk waarvoor sê, ek sal, nie, ek sal nie een sponsor nader of met mense werk waarin ek nie geloo en die product waarin ek nie geloo nie. So, so weet my net, um, ek het nie net hulle betrokken gekry omdat ek uh, geld soek om hierdie ouwe te maak werk en um, ek smeer producte en info aan jou af nie. Dis raarig omdat ek in het geloo en omdat ek het ken en omdat ek al hele lang pad met hulle stap, maar um, versekering, hulle doen versekering, weet jy veel, hulle ken nie, um, ons tal een paar advertenties vir hulle gedoen, maar wat ek enig van King Price kan sê, is hulle doen raarig dinge anders. En um, my favorite quote in die wereld is, you cannot make a difference if you're not different. En King Price Insurance is so'n company, hulle het letterlijk in die marken gekom en, en uh, nogal disrupt en dinge helemaal anders begin doen, as hulle ooit by hulle kantore was in Pretoria, dit is fascinating, dit is ongelooflik. En um, uh, ek vat handen met hulle, want hulle doen goeders ook anders. En um, ek, ek weet, allemaal het al 10-10 versekering, waar ek al is, maar um, jy kan gaan klik op die link in die description van die show, en dan kan jy net, dan kan jy net vooral vir een quote, en dan kan vir jou quote uitwerk op, um, op wat jy als het, um, uh, en, en vir jou dat een beter premie aanbied, as wat jy, as wat jy thans het, en mens weet dees daar, jy kan elke, elke bykie waar jy kan spaar, is goud werd. Ek sit nou met die situasie waar ek like 15.000 rand moet uitverk vir een situasie met my kar, um, my deur, wat eeuwenskielik nie freaking werk nie, dit is so ridiculous, maar nou, moet jy, nou begin jy sent te tel, en dit is een plek waar jy kan begin spaar, is dier um, goedkope versekering. So, gaan klik op die link in die description, en um, gaan check het uit. Um, En dan die gast op die show vandag is Roberto Pombo. Nou, elke keer in jou leven, daar kom, daar is tyd in die mense leven wat jy iemand ontmoet wat net jou, jou, jou brein breek en wat jou leven net raarig in, in een of ander interessante manier verander. En Roberto is so ou. Hy is een van die beste acteurs, snaakste acteurs en kreatiefste mense wat ek al ontmoet het. Ek ken hem nou al eerste jaar, ons het een jaar terug uh, improvisatiekursus by hom begin doen en Dit, dit was raarig levensveranderend om al die goed te leer rondom uh, improv comedy en, en skets en, en story vertel en keeses maak. En um, dit, dit is een van die mense wat so baie vreugde in jou leven inbring en hy is, hy is a absolute genius as ek kom by komedie en skets skryf en theater en al die dinge. En die, die, die gesprek was so lekker, ons het baie gesels oor vulnerability, theater maak, sy story oor, oor waar hy gaan swat het in Italië by... Um, uh, like a circus school, noem het nou maar for lack of a better word, um, uh, en sy story rondom dit, en, en, uh, en hoe dit om help in sy, in sy leven taans, en wat hy doen by die theater, hy werk by die, uh, die marktheater taans, en die interessante goed wat hy doen, so luister die gesprek, en, 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 en um, as jy raarig belangstel in die type stuff, like maak contact, uh, hy sê ook daar van die, van die websites en die cursus wat hy aanbied, um, rondom improv en theater en acting, want ek weet as baie mense daar buiten, wat nie weet waarom hy die goede persoon nie, um, wat hulle voel, hulle is te oud en hulle kan nie nou gaan swat nie, maar ons baie plekke wat kursusse, een dag week kursusse aanbied, 
Um, en dit is pretty much wat ek nou mee bezig is. Uh, ons paar mens wat maandag aan de improvisatie doen, en dit is ongelooflijk lekker, dit is iets wat ek nie uh, altyd doen, en dit uh, is lekker om myself te challenge met goed, wat ek lief is, maar waarin ek nie goed is nie. En um, Roberto weet hoe hy hem daar goed um, om uit mis uit te bring en mense challenge rondom dit. So ek hoop redder hier genie die gesprek, dit was, dit was lieflik gewees, ons het het verochend opgeneem, verochend is Valentijnsdag vandag, ons het het opgeneem in die marktheater waar ons improvisatie oefeninge doen, of uh, improvisatie aandeed. En um, ja, dat was het redder so'n feest en uh, dit is lekker om hierdie type mense aan jou voor te stel. Want is die mense wat, wat vir my baie beteken en mense waarby ek baie leer, en um, ek, hoop, uh, ek hoop jy kan iets leren die gesprek het en ook niet sommer betrokken raak en uh, my hebben die creatieve kant van jou bykie een um, kans gee om uit te kom so ja, hier sê nou, Roberto Pombo genie die gesprek got it One, testing two. the sound, testing the sound oh, this is testing the sound radio, <laughs> I'm going to talk like this the entire time <laughs> please do hi, oh. Roberto, yes <laughs> Pombo, <laughs> Portuguese <laughs> yes <laughs> Me? <laughs> Homosexual. <laughs> yes, cock. <laughs> Thank you for time. And first of all, let's kick off by saying... Yeah, we're starting. Ah! We're starting already. Oh, no. I just want to say, happy Valentine's Day. Thank you so much. Happy Valentine's Day happy to you Valentine's guys too. Happy Valentine's Day. Thanks for the gifts. Thanks for the chocolates. It should be here any minute now. It's going to yeah. arrive Same. anytime soon. I saw chocolates on my desk. Yeah. Was yes. that not from you guys? That is absolutely, absolutely from us. <laughs> Sweet guys. That's what we do for all our guests on this wonderful show. But can I also say weird that you actually celebrate Valentine's Day? Because isn't it like this consumerist holiday that we should be against? Did we appropriate it from anyone else? Probably. Probably. From the Valentinos. From the, saints. from the saints, the saints, saints Val- Saint Valentine. Did any yes. divorce as well? Oh, oh, God. God. <laughs> Poor guy. Don't, don't well. want to get into that. Yeah. Oh, we don't want to get into the Valentino drama. <laughs> Real Housewives of Valentino. Oh. That's one I want to watch. Yeah. That is one I want to Valentino watch. Valentino City. Anyway, Roberto Pombo, thank you for your time and being a guest on the show today. Thanks for having me. Nice to be here. Really appreciate your time. <laughs> Thank you. It's going to be a, like a light-hearted one, just diving into all divorce and drama and stuff, growing up as a kid and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> divorce and drama. Oh, my God. I just got married. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, it's going to be a super chilled out. So I want to kick off by uh, um, just giving context to the listener. We uh, met, me and Laura Lee, we met Roberto last year at an improv course. We uh, You hosted an improv course. What do you call it? 101 Improv. Yeah, like 101 Improv. Yeah, improv 101. I improv believe. 101 yes. for people who wanted to yeah, learn. Do Improv do 101. Improv. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The fundamentals of Improv. Yeah. And that's how we met him. And uh, it was. Like I was a fan before that, though. I was yeah. definitely a massive fan before the Improv course. Let me just put that out there anyway. Wow. I just know you from the show Bubble Achter. That's how. So I was technically a fan. With Laura Lee, because I told Laura Lee, let's do this thing. And she's like, oh my word, is it Roberto Pombo? And I'm like, Oh, God. Yeah. Weird. So weird. <laughs> Awkward. Oh, Robert, oh, wow. This is so weird now. You're a rock star in the, <laughs> in, the, in the theater and TV world. So, um, yeah, thanks for your time, dude. So, you grew up in Kyrgyzstorp? Kyrgyzstorp, yeah. yeah. Grew up in... Born and bred there? Like born and bred. Well, born in Santon Mediclinic. Oh, snap. Okay. Then went Fancy. from Santon straight to K-Dorp. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, grew up in Krugersdorp um, my whole life until I was like 22 and then I went actually no what am I saying um, 
I went to university at Wits, but you know, going to Wits was my first um, uh, like movement outside of Krugersdorp. So I was kind of like a small town guy, you know. Yeah. I'd never really left Krugersdorp until I started going to like the center of Joburg, Bramfontein to go to Wits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I spent how was the how was the culture shock experience there? What what happened there? So I just like I left Krugersdorp and then and then like started you know going to university and I think it was like a lot of letting loose and then lots of marijuana um, yes <laughs> so as one does became a big pothead <laughs> um, did, you, did you start dealing I started dealing I had a, a huge huge business um, Pombo's Pombo's pot <laughs> <laughs> if that's a joke, you should really you should know, use that one. Good. Now. Yeah, very good. Uh, yeah, but no, it wasn't dealing. But anyway, it was just like yeah. I, I suppose also growing up, right? You you eighteen, you exploring like new friendships, new relationships, weed, you know, partying. Um, yeah, so it was a bit of a yeah. yeah so when did the? Can you remember the moment you were like, hey, I want to become an actor. I want to be, be a storyteller. Were you the, were you the kid that's always like Mr. Fun and Games over Christmas or like? parties at the house and your parents would be like oh Roberto come here <laughs> show, show, these people, show these people that bet about Valentina that you do like were you that guy like always um, uh, I also love that you gave my parents a bit of like a Portuguese accent Roberto come here <laughs> come here Roberto stop stop a for form that was bad um uh, I suppose like I, I was quite performing. Me and my sisters were very performing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. And during Christmas, we'd always like put on the shows. I think I think I went to go watch The Sound of Music. <gasps> was it one, the one with Steve Hofmeier? Yeah. <laughs> but I bleak <laughs> I missed that one. <laughs> I didn't. I, did. I watched that one. Was there one with Steve Hofmeier? Yes, there was. Was, was he Maria? Um, you know what? <laughs> Who did he play? When was uh, this? Captain Von Trapp. Oh. When was this? This was in. Um, was he young? Was he like in his student adult? Yeah, no, no, no. I was probably around twelve, and he played ca- Captain Von Trapp in Pretoria. Wow. I reckon he probably theater. did a really good job. It wasn't bad. Look, yeah. at that point, I thought it was the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> anyway, you went to go watch Sound of Music, not the Steve Hofmeier Vierkhove. No, but it was in Pretoria at the State <laughs> Theatre. Like uh, my aunt took me and. Um, yeah, I think that was like the spark of like, wow, the magic of theatre, you know. Uh, okay, we're back. Sorry, man. That was terrible. Should I take it from... We're going to start again with, when did you decide that you wanted to be a storyteller? Was it a moment with your family? <laughs> <laughs> so, I was saying that, which is the sound of music. I went to go watch the sound of music as a kid. My aunt took me and my sister and it was just incredibly magical. Yeah. And I think I was really like taken by the magic of theatre and I was like, ah... Oh, that's what I want to do. Mm. And then... How, how old are you here? Do you probably about like eight or nine. Oh, so, snap. yeah, it's not like I was born like wanting to... I didn't come out, you know, being like, put me on the stage. What did you want to do when you were little? Who knew? I, I'm not okay. sure I knew what I wanted to okay. do. But I do remember being in grade two and we had to do like a, come dressed as what you want to be for in the future. And then nice. I came dressed as a president. That I would like never want to be the president. So it just shows I was confused. Wasn't sure figuring things out there's still time yeah there is still time no but ne- never <laughs> never i would vote for you roberto thank you i think i would be a terrible president not not great with the like legislation yeah. side of things but yeah. the performance the speeches yes. Yes. the 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 dress the yes. style the absolutely you would, be, you would be an incredible president i'll give it to you thanks guys be lots of yes ending a lot yes. of parliament 
Yes. Lots of that. Yes, and great. Which is Brilliant. what we kind of need these days. <laughs> but I just want to continue with the story. That's like my story as well. I watched Buddy Ollie when I was like 10 in Cape mm. Town, and it also with Greg Urbani. Mm. It also blew my, my mind. And I've never, ever, like, that was the moment I saw it, and I was like, that's what I want to do. The feeling I have right now sitting in this theater, that's what I want to do with my with my life one day. Mm. And then last year, I was in a Virgin Active, and uh, they're not a sponsor of the show. I'm just name-dropping casually. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I went to Virgin Active uh, in uh, somewhere in Randburg, and Gregor Barney oh. is also in the gym. And I keep on, because I've never, like, seriously, this is the, the main dude that I saw, because he played Buddy Hall, and I was like, you're the reason <laughs> that I'm, I'm in the entertainment. But I've never, ever met him. I've never seen him in my life in person. And so I went, I, I made the decision to, first of all, I just kept looking at him for way too long. You know, when you're like, mm. see if he sees me. But can I also say, he is super beautiful. He's, he's like charming he's and he has attractive. like a very handsome and face. And he's well built And now. he's well built and he can so, sing but, and act. But I made the mistake of like, because I mean, for me, it's the it's this massive moment. He means so much more to me yeah. than I mean to him in this moment. And he's yeah. in the gym and you're tired. And I walk up to him and I go, hey, I'm Greg <laughs> I just want to say, uh, like 20 years ago, I saw you um, in, well, 25 years ago, I saw you in a theater in Cape Town. And for me, it was like, it took me so much courage and he couldn't care. He was like, go in. <laughs> but, but, in hind- <laughs> but in hindsight, uh, he's, he's engaged to Cindy Swanable now. And Cindy sent me a voice that. And Cindy is like, listen, Greg, it meant so much to him that I came and oh, said something. Sweet. But in the moment, sweet. he was like, this weird guy was just <laughs> looking at me in the gym. <laughs> I didn't know what was up. So I just gave them context of like how much um, he, uh, that moment in theater meant to me. That's but so that's, a, that's a cool thing about like, because I mean, you don't become an accountant because you see someone else doing accounting. Yeah, no. yeah. Or you see like a general ledger and you're like, oh. Oh, that really inspires wow. me. Yeah, yeah. Those are numbers. You those articles? Yeah. Show me another article. I want to <laughs> <laughs> be a law student. But that's the power of the arts. It's like you see someone yeah. on TV or an ad and, and you go, Oh my word! But that, but I mean, it's emotive. It's a very yeah. emotive industry. Yeah, I also want to say that we had um, we had a VHS tape in my house, and on, on it was written "Do not watch." Okay. And that was that was all that was written on it. And obviously, as like young kids, we were like, "Hmm, watch." <laughs> yeah. So we so we we obviously watched this this film on this VHS tape, uh, VHS tape, and it was the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <gasps> so I'd been like watching Rocky Horror from yeah. since I was like six or seven. Studying and we became, yes, the st- lines, studying the, the accents, line, yeah. knew everything, but we became like obsessed with it, which I also think has to do with like, I mean, it's a highly theatrical piece of work, also like super risque. Um, so I also think that had to do something, had to, had to do with like my love for theater and theatricality and a bit of like the risque. And possibly why I'm gay. <laughs> Thank you, Rocky Horror. Thank you, Frank and Furter. Yes, there we go. But, but I mean, th- th- there is a magic in that. So songwriting is like that. You have nothing, and then you sit down, and you play a few chords, and you write a few lyrics, and then you have the song, and then it like touches people. And it's the same with the arts, and that's that's what 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 makes you so inspiring. When I when I improv with you, and because your character work is insane. I, I mean, don't. you can transform. <laughs> no, but you can transform into like. <laughs> anything like i mean you you're super english but you can you can directly go to like the most african stereotype guy ever (laughs) and just all the accents and stuff but i mean you've been doing this for like almost 20 years because you studied this Mm. after school right yeah 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 where did you go to so so i 
So, okay, before I preface, I'm going to preface this with also saying that when I was 13, Laura Lee saw this at my house the other day. I did a, my, oh, my, my yes. first like professional <gasps> this is like, incredible. gig was with Des and Dawn Lindbergh. Um, I like, I was in a church play and the like director of it had got hold of me and he was like, hey, they're looking for a child's voice, um, a boy who can like sing and uh, and do some acting and voiceover. So I was like, so, I mean, I didn't know anything about this. So I was like, great, I'll do it. Um, he spoke to my parents and found out later that I was going to like Des and Dawn Lindbergh's house and um, recording with them for a new book that they're releasing called Who Am I? So I was, so I got this gig where I was the voice of like the child in this book, but this book is all about um, growing up and the birds and the bees. Yeah. So, um, so, like so, very sweet, but also like as a like a thirteen, I was like a young thirteen year old. It was like really intimidating and scary and wild because you know in the book they like. Um, I hope this is this might be a little bit risque for the podcast, but in the book they're like the father puts his into the mother's, and I'm like really, Dad, tell me more. <laughs> Yeah, I did you think, and then and it's also wonderful to listen back to because I'm this like my voice hadn't broken yet, and there I am singing with my like soprano voice. It was very, it was very, very sweet. And the one thing that I remember, they paid me five hundred rand, by the way. The one thing that I remember from the whole experience was every time we recorded, they had to say, "Um, "Roberto, can you take that again and not say ah? It's I. <laughs> They're going, oh, I like this. I like mom. I like my mom. The, Roberto, it's I like my mother. Um, that's the one thing that I remember them correcting my R's and my eyes. Anyway, that's so a great story. yeah, it was it was such a wonder. I mean, it's really beautiful to have like that book now and like listen back to it and be like, sweet man. Yeah. Um, but yes, so that was like my first like professional theatrical thing, but didn't do drama in high school and then went to Wits and yeah, I studied at Wits, theatre at Wits. And then when I was done studying theatre at Wits, I worked here in Joburg for about two years in the industry. And I was like, um, like, what do I really like want to do? What I want to focus on? And then I decided to go to the school. I know everyone who, all my friends are like, oh, shut up about Italy. <laughs> but no, I went, I went no, to the school please, in Italy, which was oh, like, uh, which was a Lecoq, Jacques Lecoq based theatre school. Just event. give us some context about Jacques Lecoq as well. Okay. Jacques yeah. Lecoq is like known as the like father of physical theatre. He, and like, clowning specifically. And cl- is yeah. he like old as in like um, uh, Charlie Chaplin? Is it that kind of generation? Or, so or like he, he's, he he's, he's kind of just after his school opened in the like early 1960s, like late 1950s, early 1960s. But he had like been doing research before that and working with uh, like theatre companies. He was actually like a, um, a sport uh, a sports guy. Um, he had studied like sports or oh, something wow. like that, and then went into like theatre. But he's like known for yeah, like a th- theatrical clown- clowning. So not circus clown, but like the theatre clown and mask work and mime. Um, and the original school was in Paris, hey? Yeah. So the original school was in Paris, which is still there today. The the um, the Jacques Lecoq School of Theatre. Sasha Baron Cohen's wife, Isla Fisher, Fisher. went to. Ooh. The Ooh. one in Paris, right? S- yep. Yes. Just yes, exactly. A little hot gas. Just a little, hot just a little gas. Yeah. fun fact there. <laughs> Spill the tea. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so also that school's like attracted like a, lot of, uh, uh, a lot of really good theatre makers and actors. Um, but so, so the school... Something's happening. So the school that I went to was, yeah, a, a Lecoq-based school. So a 
based in uh, yeah movement theater and devising theater. So how do we how do we not like it's not about writing, but it's about about making plays fr- like on the floor. So through improvisation, how do we make theater? So after I had finished at Vita, I was like, okay, this is actually what I want to do. I'm really interested in like physical comedy and uh, movement and devising theater. I decided to go study at the school. So did a three-year course at the school in Italy um, under this incredible guy called Giovanni Fossetti, who was just, yeah, who's an, a, an amazing teacher. Um, and then came back to Joburg and worked in the industry for like another couple of years. And then in 2019, the school, Helikos, was offering like a pedagogic training, which was like how to, studying how to teach the Lecoq pedagogy. So then I went to go do that in 2019. So kind of like, it's so it's, in a way, it was redoing the course, but like from a, yeah, teacher's, pedag- perspective. a teacher's perspective, basically. But, but, so why why did you why did you want to go overseas? Like you studied here, is it because you saw there's a need for improv here? Did you did you uh, is it something that you thought there was a like an emptiness in South Africa about that kind of curriculum or that outlook in theatre? Mm, I suppose it was like it was the the theatre makers that I really like looked up to and were taught by. So like uh, Helena Skander, Sylvain Strike, James Cunningham. Um, they they were theater makers in Joburg that I was like, oh man, I love what they're doing. This is amazing. And they were great teachers. And I was like, that's what I want to like, that's what I want to be like. I want to make that type of theater. And I also followed the teacher. I had done a I had done a workshop with Giovanni before, and I was like, this guy's incredible. Mm-hmm. I did like a, a week-long uh workshop in Italy with him. And it was because of that I was like, I have to go like study with this guy. This mm-hmm. and this 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 curriculum is so wild and amazing and fun how big is the how big is the classes how big we were like classes? we were 15 in a class and yeah, then in yeah, this yeah. and then over the years i think by third year we were eight um and is yeah. it mostly international people yeah or? so so the school was in english they tried to like make us speak italian for the first year but then they gave up but yeah <laughs> also also you know there were some people there you know it, they, I, I like i made it a a thing of mine to learn Italian when I was there, but there were some people who were there for three years, and it could all, all they could say was like "ciao," "buongiorno," <laughs> never picked up anything, you know. And you could, you could also live there and not. But the curriculum sure. is in English. The curriculum right. was in English, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and also we had people from like Finland, India, yeah, 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 uh, USA, UK. So you know, it was very super, super international, and two Italians. Um, but yeah, it was an amazing experience, and uh, yeah, I'm still like super passionate about yeah, like that that kind of curriculum and pedagogy yeah. and this is kind of do you think like something like that would like why isn't there something like that in south africa like the universities like is it i don't want to say are we outdated but why haven't we latched onto kind of that style and see if we can kind of do it here so i think so i think like that um the like the lecoq stuff has been in South Africa, but it's like it's like infiltrated it like quite and, and spread quite thin. So you find like bits of it mm. in like university mm. curriculum, you know. Um, if you're doing any kind of like mime work, that will probably have come from like the a person like from like Jacques Lecoq or uh, Gaulier stuff. If you're doing any kind of clown work, that's also that. Uh, you know, my teachers taught me that. So, uh, so it is found in South Africa, but like in little bits, right? Um, but there hasn't ever I think been the physical theatres probably more exactly. prevalent. The Ex- kind of uh, workshop physical theatres are very South African concept. To- as totally, well. totally. And there's like those, and there's those parallels between you know a very strong t- tradition of uh yeah the south african workshop theater method mm. barney mm. simon all of those people mm. um as well as uh, uh, sorry a parallel between that and then the jacques lecoq devising theater stuff mm. um 
methodology. Um, but yeah, so so it is here, but it is not just you know it's not there is not a training that is um, a solely like yeah, yeah. based Niche. in that pedagogy, which is what like me and my colleagues and some friends of ours we're trying to establish now in yeah. in Johannesburg, oh, nice. like a a year long program that is basically just a, like Lecoq based. Yeah. Um, curriculum. The cut of age is 40. Formula. What's a cut, cut, cut of age? Cut People of that look 30. How old are you? <laughs> How old are you? 40? I look 40, 30. 48? 9? <laughs> How old are you? 56? 38. Um, cut, of, cut of age is no age. Oh, nice. I like no that. No age. In your yeah. face, ages. I, I, in your face, ages. I studied with this 70 year old woman. She was 70 when she applied to do this three year course with me. Cynthia Neen, what a legend! Yeah. I know it's quite amazing. So she was seventy-three by the time she left, and she did awesome. she did it all. You know? I was She's just telling Bo that it's kind of weird having, like, especially if you're in a in a university context and your first year, and there's someone who's way older than you starting with you. It was a bit of a strange dynamic between like a thirty-five-year-old and an eighteen-year-old totally, starting university. Yeah. But, but I guess in a conservatory kind of space, it's different. Yeah, yeah totally. And I mean, but that's also an, it's not like you sign up for first-year drama school. No. You took sign up for clowning school. I'm calling it clowning school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right you term. can say that. You I, can I, say no, that. no, I don't want to sound <laughs> mean or derogatory. <laughs> 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 um, so, so when is this a thing happening? This year so, 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 it's a th- so it's a thing. Our, like our school is called the Johannesburg School of Mask and Movement Theatre. JMAM for short, mm, but nice. we've been doing mm. we've been doing over the past like two years. We started during COVID, and the, over the past two years, we've been doing like a couple of workshops here and there. We we uh, opened up a summer school, like a three week training period, but it's tough because it's like a vocational thing, right? You have to. It's like th- you, something you're drawn towards to come like study this stuff. So you know our our. We are not trying to attract people who have just left like high yeah, school yeah. and are like, I yeah. want to study theatre. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to like attract artists yeah, who are sure, like, sure. I like, I want to, like, I want to expand my mm. uh, my kind of a frame of reference. Mm. You know, I might yeah. be a musician or I might be a poet, yeah. and now I want to kind of like, yeah. Explore yeah, you want to you want to get a, a, a bigger toolbox where you can totally. pull out tools to do different kind of stuff. Yeah, and also what's amazing about this curriculum and the pedagogy is that you can apply it to anything really. Um, it's about like a, at its core, like Jacques Lecoq would always say, uh, his thing is everything moves. So essentially, what you're doing in this course is what is the movement of the world, right? And then it's just about exploring that, and you can apply yes. that to anything. It's mm-hmm. really it's really quite yeah. profound. Where can people get info? Is there a little website? We have a website. Website uh, joburgmaskandmovement.co.za. Or you can check out your Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah, I've actually got a link to it. There's a link okay, tree nice. there, and you can. That sounds awesome. I would, I would definitely recommend. Well, I just did the improv course for five weeks, and it was really, it was so much fun. First of all, it yes. was like just the most fun thing I could do, like during that time. But it's also you learn so much, and there were people in the class that does not have uh, uh, entertainment or um, acting background and they killed it they owned it Laura Lee <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> yes. you, does UCT count does a UCT degree count does it really <laughs> mm. show me any UCT student on TV today <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, I can just highly recommend it if you're in the arts and you want to do something different and just challenge yourself this yeah is, uh, improv is also a good like a good it's a fun thing yeah. to do, right? It's like an extra mural that improv you can, like, feels like it should be compulsory in school. Yeah, like it feels like you could. I also ma- think you, so. It, it feels like a life skill more totally. than a yeah. like an acting skill that you need as an artist. It feels like if you can understand to listen better and 
uh, kind of like be present. Yeah, be present, but also like the yes and conversation, like to hear someone else's out and go listen. Okay, cool. Let's put something with it, and just it's it's problem sure. solving. Yeah, and that's. Uh, but also confidence building. It makes yeah. you a bit more secure in your choices and your thought processes. Yeah. But it's the same with the movement stuff. Like mm. I'm a terrible dancer. Um, but <laughs> I was gonna say we know my sweetheart. <laughs> we know my darling. Uh, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> the stuff that you guys would be doing at the at the Johannesburg Mask and Movement School School um, is not necessarily. It's not being able to dance. It's just about being aware of your body and your own physicality, which is such a totally. useful skill as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Again, like as a, you know, that the like improv tools are applicable to life actually you know and to so many settings like yeah business and yeah, yeah relationships but I, I i know improv is a big thing in corporate culture mm. meaning they always mm. get like an improv facilitator and then it's like team building exercise i know mm. a lot of that stuff yeah. going on yeah and it obviously helps i mean otherwise that people don't want to do that have you done stuff like that where you need to go and teach like improv at like price water or scoopers or i have i have done like some corporate stuff like years ago uh, for improv but yeah not not much recently yeah. actually but yeah it is a vibe the corporates love it yeah um, it's always a funny guy in, in hr <laughs> yeah i got this yeah <laughs> I'm gonna make them laugh today. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Sure. Also, what, what I, I, for like those corporates, I always get like so stressed out before. So I'm like, oh, these games are so dumb. You know, like what yeah. are they gonna think? And then you come there and you're like, okay, guys, uh, we're all gonna become aliens. And everyone's like, yeah, whoa, <laughs> amazing. Sure, sure, God, that was amazing. You know, yeah, these simple yeah. games and people just love yeah. them. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's really super rewarding. But you get to play. I mean, like, because I see myself as an actor, but I don't play a lot. But just every Monday night to, to come in this room, we actually, just to give context to the listener, we're sitting in the room where we recently start practicing improv or playing improv in the market theater. Can you also say what our improv group's name is, which I think is so brilliant? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can say oh, The Yes Andersons. Come on. Come on, guys. This no good. This lacquer word. What I want to say is like it, it's just like it to become different stupid characters each week. That you sell and you and you um, you kind of like practice. You have this thing in your back pocket, like let's play a, a Buddha Afrikaner from the 1900s, and then you can come and ex- explore it here. <laughs> That's the only character I have. But Boa played that last night, which was just <laughs> was so really, wonderful. It was fun. It was like. A but also, it makes you. Are you? You don't embarrass easily. I'm assuming. You're not very self-conscious on the theater. Because you can't floor. really be. But I think. I think. I think I am self-conscious and I think there is like a degree of like, oh, I'm so dumb. This is, so, I'm so really? stupid, you know, but, but actually it's like, you can't give it any space because there's no time for that, you know, be, being an actor and even doing improv. There's no time to like have that voice. You have to like, I think that voice is there for all of us in some, to some degree, sure. but you cannot give it any space or time because it's going to destroy you and even improv like um I'm, last night man we were playing we were playing the poetry game and i said a line i was like oh that was so, and i actually said out loud sorry guys that was so dumb <laughs> you know i was like oh i'm a terrible poet i can't rhyme god what am i doing here <laughs> but there's no time for that actually you know yeah. so you need to like squ- squash that voice yeah. um, and I've, I've come to realize like the more i watch because every day when i do it i have a lunch break i watch improv shows and you're so it's so much fun but there's these these incredible like ucb shows and it's old it's like horrible the jokes are so freaking insensitive with regards to where we're at today but it's just it's just amazing what they do and you're so as a viewer you're so forgiving because Mm. it's just these people on stage that that commit to do something even if the jokes are average you're, you're you're still blown away by 
them just making it up on the spot and just going in and and, and also like an audience wants you to win right an audience is like love yeah. seeing these two people figure this thing out together yeah. it's like a really like fun thing for an audience to watch and when things are failing you know it's even it's more exciting for us you know we're trying to like yeah. get this thing to work yeah because they know they know these guys they're gonna they're gonna bomb now any moment and someone needs to kind of because the, the thing is you play with someone else Every, both characters know oh shit we're in the shit now yeah. and now it's like who's gonna who's gonna <laughs> fix gonna this who's gonna fix this with the line sure but yeah also like improv this is what, like you know I'm like uh, I think I've said it to you guys before like I'm like not the biggest fan of like performing improv what uh, what I enjoy most about improv is the rehearsal I love like getting into just play for like an hour and a half two hours it's like adult playtime for yeah. me you know it's like going to the gym it's like exactly. creative gym where you can just work out and yeah flex that creative and I mean, muscles and we laughed so hard last night like so good to it get that so, so good to get yeah. all that that laughing out and that your yeah, emotion what do you do at the market theater lab what do you teach here okay so I work at the market theater laboratory which is like the training uh, leg of the market theater. Uh, my role is the education coordinator. So what I do is I'm responsible for like uh, figuring out what the students study, their curriculum, who teaches them, their kind of like daily experience. Um, so that's that's my job. I teach very little here. Okay. Um, like it's a small part of my contract. But yeah, my, my, my daily uh, uh, work here is yeah designing the students everyday experience okay. so, yeah. so th this is a this is a full-on i don't want to say university but it's a, it's like a place where you can come and study drama yeah so 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 we offer is it a year course what is it so yeah we have we offer like a part-time course which is happens throughout the year that's like once a week on a saturday um and a super popular course and what's also amazing about it is we accept like students from 16 years old also to very old so pe so you have like lawyers coming who like i've always wanted to do oh, drama cool. and then they come nice. and they do like our part-time course which is really cool um and there's like three levels to it so there's like level one which is like basic monologues and understanding text level two is uh working with a scene partner so like duologues and then level three is ensemble so you work in a group to make a work um, and like super brilliant teachers here so the part-time course is great for anyone who has wanted to do acting but has never had the guts um yeah it's really fantastic so that's our part-time course and then we also have a full-time course which is a really um, renowned course uh, in in South Africa, actually, for studying theatre. It's a purely like practical mm -hmm. course, so it's it's a two year full time course. Uh, students are in class like Monday to Friday, full time. Uh, yeah, super physical. It's not there's like kind of no theory, and um, there's a bit of theory, but the emphasis is sure. on like the practical, like learning how le learning the tools of becoming an actor or a maker, theatre maker. Um, are and there two different streams or is it one one collective thing? It's just one collective thing. Okay. So there's a first year and then there's a second year. And it's quite an, it's quite t difficult to get into because there's a really rigorous audition process. So wow. we receive like 200 plus applicants a year to come study here and we select only 20. Wow. And then from first year to second year, we still audition again and then we come out with like 14 or 15 in the second year. After the first year, you After the first again. year, yeah. Oh, so, that so is cutthroat. So it's super cut cutthroat. And it's cutthroat because it's such a, a demanding course. Um, mm. And you have to like really, yeah, it requires a type of person and a type of student sure. and a type of hunger to 
give so much of yourself to the space. Yeah. Are you part of the audition decision-making process? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we figured that out. A lot of power there in your hands, Rebecca. A lot Rebecca. of power in do my you like, hands. Do you, do you like um, watching auditions and get, giving notes? That's the, so when we cast for ads, we normally get like these cell phone auditions because it's just easier to tell people, like, send me a quick little cell phone video. And then I cringe... But the thing is, I also do auditions just like that, and you think in your mind, I got this. I, I'm probably gonna get nominated for this little ad. But, but when I see it, I can't look at auditions. I always just forward it on to to Benny and go, I I know who I like, but you make a decision. It's just I can't sit through mm-hmm. someone I know doing an audition in the living room because I just yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I just hate that so much. I mean, I, I like I don't mind it. It's it gets quite tiring if you're doing like days days on end of auditions, but what I actually love the most is like bad auditions. <laughs> I love seeing or people who are really nervous. Oh, I love people coming in here. So I know, it's so wonderful. They come in here like they're, they're not breathing. Um oh, but it's here, it's in the throat, it's the breath the, is like Yeah. And then and then my favorite is also like, sorry, can I start again? And oh, then you're like, sure. okay, you got one more time. You know, and they, they keep fluffing up with the same part. I just oh, love no. seeing I love seeing yeah. things fall apart. Which is <laughs> yeah, which is just so wonderful. I mean we've all been there. We've all done an audition where you're like I did an audition once where I, I broke the chair and it and it, it was like it was one of those okay you're, you're driving in a car it was at Grace casting you're driving in a car and then you're looking out of the window and you're screaming I don't know what so I was sitting there driving and the plastic chair broke and it's like you know you fall on your ass and it like it hurts so much and you can't walk it off and you can't like you can't like breathe almost it was like that and it's just like and you want to do another one? Oh, <laughs> and so I was the guy from Grey's casting, he's great, but he makes he can have a very he can make you very nervous when totally. you walk in there. So I can't even imagine. Totally. Yeah, yes, and it was so, and it was like I had a massive back. This was before my back <laughs> operation, so I had a back problem to start with, and now <laughs> I fall and hurt my back even oh more way. in this audition. It was. We feel means of a somatiani for try. It was just. Oh, there was one other guy. Because you know, sometimes they keep the guy before you to go, sure, listen, sure. Can you could use it. He'd eat with this guy. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I, I fall in front of him and just, <laughs> yeah, I did not get the job needless to say. But, but, um, but, but like, what, I love that because also, and I suppose this is also like what, what has drawn me to the Lecoq work is that this is like clown, right? So like sure. seeing people fail or like in the shit. This is what I love about yeah, these auditions tragedy. where people are like, you know, so, so nervous because you're seeing like a real part of them. You're seeing yeah. like pure emotion and there's like things that they do extreme that extreme vulnerability extre- yeah vulnerability you extreme. think s- they are so vulnerable and they're doing things that are like so beautiful theatrically you're like oh, sure. this is gorgeous like that, that fluffing and then like and then crying uncontrollably for like <laughs> five <laughs> minutes and then trying to you know I just I love seeing that I love seeing people fail yeah. um, there's something funny about it and there's like something it's like so human you know yeah, but it's, um, it's tragedy like yeah. comedy is most tragedy what's, what's it called there's an there's a equation there's like link, they're like linked in Com- some a, a tragedy meets yeah. timing or something like that it's comedy yeah. There's Tra- like a random equation that I heard somewhere. Tragedy plus timing equals, equals comedy. comedy. <laughs> There's it. But it is. That, I mean, if you walk yeah. in the street slipping on a banana peel, yeah, that's yeah, timing yeah. and it's sad. Yeah, yeah, Tragedy. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. yeah. But there's no one, there's no one uh, sum for comedy. No, there's no, no. no. There's, different, there's different, different combinations. Equations, combinations, ways of putting things together. Yes. yes. Yeah. So tell me about your first uh, so you after you studied, you come back with all this knowledge. Your first TV gig or uh, or movie that you got like the audition process. Are you are you a method actor? Do you go in deep? Um, <laughs> no, like <laughs> not deep 
at all. Um, <laughs> one minute before the yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> where's the line? Yeah. What kind of care? What are you looking for? Okay. <laughs> what do you want? How old is he? Where is he from? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Got it. <laughs> um, no, but actually, the f- the first the first like professional TV gig I got was in when I was a, a university student in first year. I got like this series called Hotlines. Oh, you must have been a hotshot oh, in first year as we well, getting a TV gig. I was a hotshot for getting a TV gig, and then also what was amazing, I just thought I was amazing. Uh-huh. I was like, I can do anything, <laughs> which is like such a nice way to think. Actually, it was like really empowering. You know, yeah. I was like, yeah. where I honestly thought like I'm literally the best actor there. In the yeah. world, I thought that. Yeah. You I know? got my break at nineteen. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then obviously, you know, you like life happens, and then you get you do more things. You like realize that you're not, <laughs> um, and that you, you, there are limitations to you. But anyway, I got. I the think you're one of the best actors, Roberto. Mm, no, you don't. No, you don't. Come on, guys. I just want to say. Me and Roberto both auditioned for an ad oh. two weeks ago that he didn't even want to go to. And then I told him, maybe you should go because look at the paycheck. And then yes, I, got it. Then I was on the shortlist and I wasn't on the shortlist anymore. And then guess who got the gig? <laughs> Roberto, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's you must know he's a good actor. Oh, guys. But... Um, but anyway, so, so, I got, so, I got this, so I got this gig and it was like really sweet. This sort of Heartlines gig. It was like a little series. Um, and then actually like after that, you know, I, I haven't got tons of like TV or film stuff because I'm not, I'm not like really a TV or film actor. I, I do well at auditions because auditions, I think auditions, uh, sorry, sorry, auditions, I do well at cast, uh, commercials, yeah, yeah. commercials because I think commercials also, you have to like know how to work them and you have to know sure. what is like, you have to know your funny, right? Yeah. And how to bring your... And they're always looking for characters. We're like TV and long form is like we're looking for an attractive guy that can hold an arc or like we yeah. add is like who looks funny, yeah. who, can, who can nail this in 15 seconds. and Completely, which I think I'm like good at, you know, and this, that's what I think my strength is. But like the, um, you know, uh, soapies and television and film, like I don't get lots of gigs because, I, yeah, it's like not my vibe and I don't think that, yeah, my training has, you know, allowed me to explore that fully, but I've got like, I've got some stuff. My first thing outside of coming back from Italy, I, I shot for generations. I was on generations. Oh, that was Nilaka. Yeah. What was your character? I was like a 24 year old, like super, super cool. I had like long curly hair. I was like, just like a pothead. I was still like super, you know, chilled, cool. This is me, Roberto. And they cast me as like the brand ambassador, ambassador for Capitech Bank and like put me in a suit with a with a um with a briefcase um and I had like four or five calls but I was just really really bad um but was it was it cause they just wanted you to play straight like just 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 be normal say the lines normally like typical soap no what was even worse about it was that there was no direction so I went on and I was like really bad and then they were like okay and then and then they show you the scene afterwards and I watched just in horror going like show but and then like when it when it aired I remember one of my friends going saying to me um Rob, you were hilarious. <laughs> and I was like, no, I, 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 I don't want to hear that. Also, also my agent then going, yeah, we could see you were really nervous. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's the worst. You don't want to look nervous. That's horrible. I remember the first scene that I had to shoot. They, like, we, we were, they had given us like an empty, they'd given us food that looked like it had just been eaten because like the scene was like, we had just finished eating and we were busy talking. And I remember like, what the f- what the fuck do I do with this food in front of me? So I remember like picking up the knife and fork and like playing around <laughs> and trying to get my lines in. It was just so awkward. Oh, um, but film, film and television is hard. I like, I, I struggle it's with the, it. It's the, like challenge, a, the challenge, it I, the challenge, I, I'm a lazy reader. So the challenge for me in films is 
especially if you have a bit part, you still have to read the whole, f- so like six calls. I just did a film with six calls. <laughs> you still have to read Th- the whole that's, script. That's enough calls to like, oh, I need to read the script yeah. because the days are so, I mean, we shot the last, this was the first time ever, we shot the last scene of the film on the first day, which is like, you have to make all your decisions for your character wow. now before you even met the other cast. You don't know who's going to do what to, um, towards you. But if you don't, the, the challenge with movies is is reading the whole script and understanding mm-hmm. what we're shooting now is in the middle of the film. So you need to, mm-hmm. in your headspace, you need to be like already over all whatever happened in the first the first act. And that's that's always like gets me. I'm such a lazy, yeah. I just always ask the other actors, oh, wait, when, when, when <laughs> yeah. did we meet? <laughs> it was like, no, no, we met the, when we shot three just years ago. Just for some character background. I did read the script, but <laughs> when did we... What happened there? <gasps> no, sure. No, I do find it challenging. I've never done TV because you don't, you don't have when you when you're in the theater and you kind of train in the theater. You have this like romantic idea about this workshop process and mm-hmm. this long rehearsal process, and you, you know, you work with your cast members and you build something. T- mm. Film and TV, it's you, you arrive. I think we watch and you too. Do your thing. We watch mm. too much behind the scenes dockies of like overseas films because then you hear about like oh we rehearsed for four months with. Aaron Sorkin on this yeah. show and then we just booked out a school hall. Yeah. Here it's like, uh, listen, you got the part, we're shooting tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. 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 You Please bring your, your own clothes with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That jacket you wore in the other movie, can you... Can you bring that one with you, please? <laughs> what, what, I'm just, just reminding me what you said about... I shot this Suzuki commercial last year. <laughs> Laura, Laura Lee was like... Laura Lee was like, if they're asking you to bring your own wardrobe, you must know something's wrong. <laughs> It's the it's the golden rule. It's yeah, the golden yeah. rule. Say no, say no. That is great. Oh, so funny. If there's if there's even even if you see your your daily fee is like enough, <laughs> but they yeah. still ask you, you to, to bring, bring your, your own wardrobe, especially sure. for ads. Yeah. Not a good idea. No, sure. Just so tough. tough. Um, but yeah. So like yeah. I, I, anyway, TV TV challenging. TV and film challenging. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've done so, I've like done some okay things, but yeah, I don't I don't get a ton of work because I think I'm yeah yeah I don't know it's not a, not my vibe. Do you I know? See it though. Do you know Laura Lee did a, a two season Showmax series? No, you did that not. Got cancelled, dude. They got before cancelled it, before it even aired. You shot the whole thing. We shot season one. Yeah. It was oh. her, her and uh, Scott was saying that. No, Laura Lee. Well, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, he was one of the characters. Were you guys lovers? Um, he was my boyfriend. Yes. Did you smooch? We did smooch. And. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Drag him. Drag <laughs> him. <laughs> no, Drag he was. Skulk was honestly like, I'm so grateful for him in that process because yeah. I was so young and like inexperienced, and he was really, really caring and very, very lovely. Sweet. Yeah. So I'm really guy. grateful for him in that. Yeah. But yeah, that happened, and then it didn't come out, Roberto. That's quite str- oh, no. bizarre. It was. It was. It was quite a tough one there. Yeah. How was the experience for you? What was like? What was the the whole the whole shoot like? Um. I was just, I was so excited. We shot in Mabineng most of the time. So I was also like, my character was an Afrikaans girl from a small town coming to Joburg. And mm. that was literally my experience as well. <laughs> Even though I was in Cape Town, I was like, oh my gosh, Joburg, very exciting. Mm. Um, but I mean, it was, yeah, it was tough. Mm. Mm. It's a different kind of world. Did mm. you see some of the footage? Did they show you any, any A little edits? bit here and there. Mm. Um, Did you nail it? I mean, I think, I don't know how you feel, but it's, I, I don't know, if you watch yourself on TV, I don't know if you can ever have an objective. Mm. You either cringe or you're like, oh, my oh. eyes look beautiful in that <laughs> shot yeah. or yeah. hate that, I look fat. I don't know. I don't know yeah. if you can ever judge it correctly. 
I often like, so I'll often just like fast forward to like my little bit and I'll watch like a tiny bit of my scene. I'll go, okay, look, I'm, I'm fine. I did, I did okay. I'll just like watch I that and, and, the and then make a decision. Approach, like, yeah. Sometimes I'll watch the whole thing and go, wow, I was really good. And then, <laughs> and then show everyone and go, guys, please look how good I was. <laughs> because I, I'm so, I underestimate myself. So like I have to, like, I get really proud when I think I've done something yeah, good, right? Because so like, like, generally I'm like, this is going to be so awful. And I've done some really awful things. But yeah, it is hard to have like, you know, an objective... I like to watch myself. It's a, it's very educational to see yourself mm. acting. Then you go, oh, remember, don't look down so much or use the other hand, silly. Because I'm, I'm like, I didn't study, mm. so I have to like... What? I mean, I didn't study <laughs> I didn't study in drama, so I studied journalism. But I mean, like, the, the small little things that you forget about, if the camera's this side, like, yeah, don't use yeah, this yeah. hand. Yeah. Like, it's like to watch yourself and you go, hey, this is fun. Yeah, I'm going to have a dick fallacy for that, though. No, but the thing is, so with it's different with music. I don't like now. Like it's fine when I listen to my own music. I've come to accustomed to my voice, but it was difficult at the beginning to to listen to yourself. But like now with acting, it's like maybe I like acting more than I like singing. That mm. I feel more comfortable, even though I sometimes feel like I'm not a great actor. It's like I like to watch myself because I feel more like uh, not passionate, but also like more confident. Say sure, that. and and also as you say, like w when you watch it for you, it's like a you know, it's like a learning experience, yeah, yeah. right? You kind of yeah. you viewing it through what that do, lens. Like object, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Like, what is your what is your favorite Bauer Bosch song? Some uh, Sambril. Sambril. Oh, Sambril. Sambril. That's the first verse that's that I sent to you. And yeah. Yeah. I, I scrapped that. Yeah. I went with a different verse. But that, was, is but that was the original. That yeah, that's literally one of my favorite songs. I mean, well, that verse was really good. I'm sad that you scrapped it. What's, 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 your, what's your latest release? Skimmer. Oh, skimmer. <laughs> skimmer. X not the bite. Come skimmer. I love how you got Boj voice. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, is that's it? No. That's, uh, that's why I say your character work is um, incredible. Thanks, yeah. It's um, incredible. And I'm inspired by you. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for your first single to come out. <laughs> so you, you did a breathing exercise this morning. A breathing... What did you oh. do? Yoga, no? I, I do Tai Chi. That's not, the, that's not what you do. What do you do? Chakra Khan. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Chakra Khan. I did Krav Maga for a bit. Like, that's not Tai Chi. No, it's not Tai Chi, That's but the also opposite. it's is, the opposite of Tai Chi, but that my instructor is, you're was doing You're doing wild. turn the other cheek. She's doing <laughs> Almurio on the other cheek. Exactly. What is that? What is Tai Chi? So is? Tai Chi is like movement uh, meditation, and it's like these really slow... Um, yeah, like sequences that we learn. Beautiful. And yeah, it's like... I think it's like... Medita meditation. Yeah, it's meditation, dancing? but it's also like it's linked with what's not judo, what's a uh, kung fu. So it's like linked with kung with fu. Flash so mob. Flash mob, kung fu. So there, <laughs> but there's all these like the moves are kind of like combaty, um, but it's, it's all, more about the breath. It's really about the breath and like being present. Um, yeah, and it's just we I do it on a Tuesday and Thursday morning with my husband. We do it together. We attend this class. Nice. Um, husband's a lovely fellow. Met you him met the him. Other day. You met him. Sweet, cool guy. Lovely guy. Um, and it's really it's really nice. It's like a moment to. 
yeah, just be as present as possible and like really clear your mind and just stick with the movement. It's it's wonderful. I, nice. I've been doing it for about a year now. I just love it. Like on a Tuesday and Thursday morning, I'm like, yeah. Is it so a, is it is it music or is it a silent thing? It's all silent. Oh snap. Yeah, yeah. So we so we we are now like we do you just go somewhere or do you do it at home? We do it in Westcliff. So we're also overlooking. Joburg, so this outside. beautiful view outside on grass and it's not one of those silent where you put your headphones on it's not you know those <laughs> not things silent disco, silent disco. <laughs> very, very different um, that's also very fun though. that is fun it's very it fun. is fun um just a quick thing about silent disco my first silent disco i went to was like in 2007 in london um i was like a 20 something year old i was and i got very very drunk and then i remember nothing from the evening the last thing i remember is um being like being like chased out the bathroom by a group of like these Londoners going toilet boy toilet boy (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what happened that (laughs) night all I remember is like get out toilet boy toilet boy (laughs) and like laughing at me isn't that awful I know. It's crazy. It started so, uh, silent disco and ended with a toilet boy. Get Awful. out. Get yeah. out. Yeah. Get out. Get out, get toilet, out boy. toilet boy. And, and so Grog McGraw. What is Grog McGraw. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> so that is now a Chagra McGraw. Sounds like a country singer. Shark McGraw. It's Family of what's the other McGraw? There's a country singer called McGraw. Tim McGraw. Tim yeah, McGraw. Yeah. Did you it, hear Tim McGraw? Isn't that Neil Kid- <laughs> Nicole Kidman's? Artist Black Shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's an attractive guy, man. He hosts. He's a judge on the X Factor. The X Factor. My mom love is obsessed with him. I give away. The X anyway. Factor is where you audition your ex partners. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's the so, one. I give away. No, Krav Krav McGraw. It's um. Israeli fighting training. Mm. Um, so I got mugged in Cape Town when I was around 22, I think. Um, I was also just being very reckless and naive. Like, and Cape Town's so safe, it's going to be fine. Mm. wasn't. Mm. And then afterwards, I was like, I need, a, I need, I need a to do combat. something. I need to do some combat. And then someone told me about Krav Maga, which is self-defense training, but to the max did, was it good it's uh, the one i did in cape town was very different from the one i did here mm-hmm. so the one in cape town was kind of group based and it's very it's more about like training your brain mm-hmm. essentially because they tell you if someone has a weapon and you don't have a weapon don't fight mm-hmm. so it's not about like oh you're gonna lock him here and then you're gonna take him to the floor and you're gonna kick him in the balls and it's gonna you're gonna mm-hmm. it's not about that because that's not realistic but it's about like being not immediately going into fight or flight or freeze mode, just right. being present in the moment, assess being like, okay, cool, situation. assess the situation, oh, wow. having a weapon with you if you can, street fighter stance, mm. be ready, be aware. Can I ask you, but so do you feel like you gained some tools from that? So like if I had to come to you and like go and start trying to like mug you or attack you, would, do you feel like you've got some tools that you'd be able to defend yourself or like punch properly? Because I'm looking, looking at learning how to punch properly. I think maybe, maybe, but I think you also have to do it. I think it's like a it's like a martial art kind of thing. Yeah. You have to keep doing it consistently for it to actually be very, effective. very useful and effective. Okay. But what it does do is just it equips you to feel a little bit more in control of a situation mm-hmm. as much as you can, which is not necessarily going to be the case when it does happen. Mm-hmm. But also just be aware of like, I don't know, the guy who trained me here was... A character. Um, <laughs> Do you want to tell the story? <laughs> so, the first time I went for a class, no, t- he I, I'm asking about the story that you, 
the, uh, the, the, the final story. Yeah. But he was just like, he's very intense about this thing, right? Mm. He loves this training. And I respect that so much. But the first time I went for a class, he was like, okay, two people, one strangling the other. No. And I was like, okay, what, what are you, are you asking me a question? Like, what are you, two people, one is strangling the other one. Two people. I was like, um, okay, I, I guess I'll try to help the person who's being strangled, or am I the person being strangled? And he was like, he kept quiet for a couple of seconds, and then he went, you're not a psychopath. <gasps> I train people who say they'll keep strangling. They'll keep strangling. <laughs> and then I did this whole course with him, and he trained me to, if you have a knife, or like, because you fight with like fake uh, rubber knives and stuff, and he trained me if you punch someone yeah. right behind the ear temple. over here. Is it the temple? Not the temple. It's like right behind the jaw. Ugh. I'm turning my face away from the microphone. If you punch them there or knife them there, whatever, it's a kill shot. That's what he called it. Kill shot. Okay. So in my mind, I'm like, that is the shot you want to go for. You want to yes. go for the kill shot because if you're in a situation, you want to go for that spot. So now we do this final training. He has a helmet on, a suit <gasps> of armor. I must now defend myself. And he comes at you. He's like attacking you. And I go into like overdrive and like I defend myself with yes. the Krav Maga tools that yes. I've learned. And I do a kill shot <gasps> with the rubber knife. And you killed him. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> He's dead. No, I <laughs> just I, come out of prison. I hit him with the rubber knife in the spot, and he got so angry at me. And he oh got so no. angry at me that I hit him in the spot. And I kept apologizing afterwards. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I hit you then. He's like, no, it's fine. You've just you've just shown me your weakness in my armor because he was wearing like a fencing helmet and everyone else in the class oh, was like, oh. Wow. And on one hand, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so powerful. I hit him, like I did it. Oh. Other hand, I felt so ashamed. Then I messaged him afterwards and I was like, I'm really sorry. I feel terrible. I'm, I should have been more aware and I shouldn't have hit you in the kill spot. <laughs> And he said, no, I'm on my way to the hospital now. <laughs> no, you <laughs> lie. Two seconds later, ha ha. Oh, ha, no. Ha ha. The worst. And I was like, no. Uh-uh. That is wild. But also it's crazy that he that you like learn learn with him. Of and then like, you do it. And then you do the thing and then it's, you shouldn't Imagine be doing that thing. Imagine if you teach someone how to mime and they and they do it and then you go, uh-uh. Yeah. Mia. I know. I was, but I was going to say also, if you teach me where the kill spot is, for me, I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm going to try avoid killing someone, actually. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd like go for like the hurt spot, not the kill spot, right? Yeah. Mm, in certain situations, you want to go for the kill spot. straight for okay. the kill spot. Okay. And he was attacking me, so I was like, and he's wearing armor. No, that guy's wild. 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 Wild guy. Tell you something for nothing. And you're an improv actress, so you're like, yes, and I'm going yes to take you down. Exactly. Yes, and kill. It's hectic, but yes. Sure. Anyway. I want to ask you, uh, Roberto. About uh, your marriage, how long have you been married? So I've been at we we were a uh, we were a lockdown marriage. Oh, nice. Zoom, did you zoom it? We did. We zoomed my sister, but we were very, we had a very very small wedding. There was just uh, yeah eight of us. Um, so his family and my mom and my sister and then my other sister in Dubai couldn't travel here so we zoomed it in so it was a very small wedding in his sister's um, garden very cute nice. um, yeah we decided in uh, yeah kind of beginning of the year of 2021 that we were going to get married um, was there a big proposal or not? no 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 okay. it was just like should we do this and we're like yeah cool let's do it um, 
and yeah, and then we got married, and it was like super stressful actually to get married. You're married. I was married. Yeah. You was married. You you was married. How? <laughs> <laughs> oh. See, you do other calls. You do other calls. People so like, good. Yeah, I've been around you guys for way too long. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you were married. But it's it's like a, it was marriage is like stressful. We only had eight people at our wedding. But I it was haven't like been married. Yeah. I know. That's what Are you talking asking. about the wedding? Is the wedding stressful? The wedding was stressful, but also like it's a big thing actually. You know, mm. I remember afterwards, David and I were like so exhausted, and we had this tiny wedding, and just like, yeah, the the, the emotional thing yeah. of just like getting married, it's huge. That's oh, a big commitment. Um, yeah, it's a big commitment. Anyway, like a good decision that we made, and we like still like happily married and pleased. But back then, it was like it was a stressful thing. Also, a really nice day, and the wedding was great. Yeah. What were yeah. you wearing? Just a suit. Oh, Just a suit. Lovely. Yeah. From David's mum's friend's Saint husband who had passed Saint away. Valentine's. <laughs> from St. Valentine's. Yeah, from St. Valentine's. Um, yeah, just a cute little suit. David also wore a suit. It was yeah, super, super low-key, which was also so nice that we didn't have to like stress about this huge yeah. uh, wedding. Yeah. Yeah. The emphasis should be on the marriage and not the wedding, mm. you know? So it's like it's a day, you know. It's yeah, like yeah. one day, and then it's all over. Yeah. Do you? So do you think with all the improv tools that you have? Because I, I obviously can mostly relate to you because of the improv rules. I don't know what other disciplines they teach in clowning school and drama. But like, do you think <laughs> that the tools of like improv and so on helps you in a relationship with like listening and understanding and and, uh, and problem solving <coughs> or conflict solving yeah. rather? Um, I think it can. I think. <laughs> I love Laura Lee's looking at me like, mm-hmm, Roberta, tell us. Mm. Um, I think it can, but I think also it's about, I think more than that, it's about like going, oh, these are the tools that I need to remember. So to rem- re- remembering to implement these tools. So mm. they can be helpful, um, but you have to remember to implement them. So like, I'm not sure if it's been effective in my, I haven't, I haven't necessarily gone like in my relationships and, you know, my workplace improv yes and don't ask questions you know yeah yeah but uh, yeah i think i uh, i think as i said earlier the like the basic fundamental tools uh, and rules of improv are applicable to life they kind of yeah they help with conflict resolution and um problem solving and uh you know group uh, working in a group so i think there there are many ways that they're applicable and i think in like personal relationships jittery citizens which is the improv company that I taught the improv 101 course yes. under has done like a lot of corporates and looks at st- specifically this you know um how improv can be applied to the workspace mm. or your yeah, life space yeah. um I also had a, a great book called like improv for life or something like that which which was about how can we how can we apply the rules of improv improv to our yeah. lives yeah. um but yeah, not not to say that yeah, I, I think about improv every day when I'm like chatting to my husband. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean more like relationship relationships normally end because of like you don't have the right tools to kind of mm-hmm. to maintain it and to make the right decisions or to like uh, mm. just guide yourself through difficult times. And I, and I think there's so many tools that comes with yeah. with uh, with this discipline of like uh, improv. So I'm not I'm not saying like it's yeah. you're in that mode the whole time. But I think <laughs> someone like you that that does this kind of like uh, more than anyone. It's like those tools, kind of like just they're, they're naturally uh, part of you. Totally, I think. I think also like like my relationship with my husband, we we're like in terms of like conflict when like things come up, we're really good at just like like s- acknowledging it straight away and then like chatting about it. We um, we like very seldom let 
like keep something to ourselves. I mean, I sometimes do that, but like we very seldom like hold onto something and let it fester. You know, yeah. we like I'm like I'm like straight for the for the jugular let's like get let's get into yes, this yeah. let's try figure it out which i suppose is quite improv like you know you, you, you're trying to figure out the scene together yes, to like make yeah. it work Find right yeah so i mean in that way maybe yeah uh, but, but like so because because doing this is a very vulnerable uh, practice mm-hmm. to like just in front of like five people every monday night to go okay i'm gonna i'm this goofy guy from uh what they call so it, you have to be vulnerable to kind of put this character in mm-hmm. front of people and then they can either like not make fun of you, but it, it just it takes a lot of vulnerability, and the same with relationships. So, do you find it easy to be vulnerable in your relationship? Is it easier there or easier on like a stage or performing? I love being vulnerable. I I really I love, love it. it. Fan of vulnerability, but mm. I think it's easy for me, just like in general. And I think it's like, I think it really shows. It's it's like a great tool because it shows people that you can be like like. I don't say like being vulnerable means you're authentic, but there's like a truth to vulnerability, right? You know, Um, which I think I'm like really good at accessing or uh, not that I enjoy it because it can be tough, but I'm okay with being vulnerable, right? Um, I think it is the word vulnerability. Vulnerability, my teacher Giovanni would always... Um, oh, the, the, Giovanni. 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 <laughs> he, he would always like, give us like the etymology of the word. Is that it? Etymology? Like, yes, is yes, it? Yes, yeah. Yes. And like vulnerability comes, it, like to m- means to be like easily wounded. Um, so you're in a nice. space where you are able to be easily wounded, which is like a really wonderful open space. Mm. Um, terrifying. Terrifying. Though. Terrifying. Mm. And thrilling at the yeah. same time, right? Um and I think also as performers, vulnerability is such an important tool because, sure. um, yeah, there, there, there's, as I say, there's like an authenticity and truth to being vulnerable, which is really useful. Oh, Hooters in the background, which, um, yeah, is, is useful for like theater and performing. And yeah, it's a great, to be able to go there is, yeah, super important. Yeah. Um, and also for clown work. Clown work is... Is like that's the scariest one. Yeah, that is the scariest. Just being vulnerable, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you um, last question on the relationship? Um, yes, we do. do <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. It's still we're still going strong. That was it. <laughs> um, so, do you find it easier to love someone or to be loved? Like it's challenging oh, sometimes to. Deep questions today, Byron. No, but it's like it's like a two. It is Valentine's Day. It's like it's Valentine's Day. It's the vulnerability day. That's what we should there, change it to. There we go. No, but you there understand, like go. it's easy to love someone. We all have a hero complex inside of us. Like I'm gonna save you. Trust me. I'm gonna show you how amazing my love is. But the flip side is difficult to be like, okay, just love me. I'm like so broken or whatever. But it's, it's um, maybe I'm. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like. I feel like I, I I love easily. I'm a big lover. I just love loving things. Um, I love loving things, <laughs> but I'm like I have a lot of love, you know, to give. So I think I am like a good lover. But but maybe, yeah, maybe to be loved is less easy, you know, because I suppose also, you know, it comes with a bit of like self consciousness mm-hmm. and uh, uh, like self loathing. We like, oh, but I'm so mm, no one can love me because I'm so terrible. No. Oh, but I love you. No, you don't. <laughs> I'm I'm just an awful human being. But no, but you're amazing. No, I'm not. Yeah, and yeah. there's a, there's some of that, right? Um, you know. Also, if like people say to me, "Oh, yeah, you're such a wonderful actor," I'm always like, "Oh God, shut yeah, up. you don't like yeah, taking I don't, like, a compliment." I hate a compliment, Robert, you know, yeah? which I think that also speaks to like this being loved. I hate a compliment. I get like very, um, 
like change the subject let's let's move on you know and i think it has to do with like my own like sense of self right and my own it yeah, is hard to take a compliment though. You never yes. know. You don't want to be like, oh, thank you so much. I'm, yeah. Yes, I am very talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, yeah. unless I truly feel like, as I was saying about like, you know, when I watch myself on TV, if there's like something that I thought I was really good and then I'm like, compliment me now. <laughs> but like, yeah. generally, I'm like, yeah. But it's so weird. We've got good. such double standards because we don't want a compliment. You, you don't want someone to go, yes, that was good. You're mm -hmm. funny or your song. Yeah. But then on social media, we're like, how many views did this thing get? <laughs> how many bad. likes did, 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 did this yeah. person like this? Yeah, so yeah. it's like we don't want we don't want to be acknowledged or praised in front of other people. Yeah. But what praise means in silence, and I'll I'll take it. Yeah, totally. It's such a it's such a weird weird thing, and also like this thing of being a performer. Um, you know, it's inherent in us that we that we want to be seen, we want to sure. be yeah. acknowledged, we want to be praised, that like applauded. That, applauded. That that is like that is something that mm. is inherent in the performer. Mm. You know, that's that's what that's part of what drives us to the stage. Mm. And then at the same time, there's this like weird thing of like, no, don't praise <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, or yeah, like, yeah. Oh no, yeah. stop it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's yeah. there's lots of theories where like people in the entertainment go into it like we say now it's like we want acceptance yeah like just just praise me but then mm. once you, you get it you're like no yeah. nah, stop it i think yeah. it's because it ends up not being as fulfilling as you imagine it to totally be. and then I, you're like We're i also used to get into this thing where like where people if people came and like congratulated me after a show i would like be like they're totally lying like they're, they're not being serious you know I, I would like i would tell myself these weird stories so i did I did uh, a show called The Play That Goes Wrong. It was on at like Monty for Monty and uh, Theatre on the Bay. We did it for like two and a half years. So okay. lots, like lots. We did it. We did it. I mean, like about two hundred times the Whoa. show. So it was like a really long, intense period. Um, but I used to like after the show, I would just like I would leave straight away. I Box. didn't want to see any audience members unless I knew people were coming to see me and some friends. Then I go because I got, I got so. Um, anxious, yeah. I got so anxious around you, like feedback, people congratulating me, people not congratulating me. Mm. Um, I, I worked myself up into this really weird uh, psychological thing, right, around praise and not being praised. Yeah. Um, I'm like over it now, but it was like such an intense time um, for me. And I suppose COVID was also nice to get some sure. some distance from performing, actually. Yeah. Um, and now I, I feel like I have a new... But I, I think for me, the, the the older I get, the more I kind of understand just why I want to do this and why I do this. Mm. So it's, you, and your why can differ. It can be mm. for the praise. It can be for the money. It can be mm. for, no, for an outlet. <laughs> Let's be honest, it's yes. not for the no, money. No, but I mean, it's like you say now, you, you've, you're better at it now because I think you know like why you do this. You don't do this for the people. You do this for yourself and it's fun and it's therapeutic or whatever. Totally, totally. And I think... And I think if your why is not clear for yourself or if your why is solely around, you know, for fame or for like acknowledgement and praise, if mm. that's like solely your why because you want to be famous um, and you want to get all the likes, I like... I think you'll you'll always run into like a dead end. Sure. It'll like never... You'll never grasp... Um, yeah, the f the fullness of of and the of the journey of performing or like being a creative or an actor, you'll always find find yourself like running into this like dead end, this wall yeah. of like self loathing or like a disappointment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that can never be that can never be your your full reason for doing yeah. it. There but has they, to be more than there's that. There's a quote that says, "Don't love something that can't love you back." 
and this this whole industry is kind of that like nothing can love you back like your song can't mm. love you back your mm. skates your play love so you so your your why always kind of it's either just for yourself like i need this to survive emotionally mm. like I'm, i like to make jokes or music because that's how i yes. get healed from the inside or like i say it's like whatever you do this because the money's good or whatever because at the mm. end i don't know it's 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 obviously a super philosoph mm. philosophical we don't have to mm. deep dive but there's also that quote um if you love something take it to uh, another place if you love it know that it will return uh if it's mm. if it's there it was always yours if you leave it if there, you leave it there people will the take it the sun rises and the uh, other one is goes if you love something put a price on it and see how much you can get yeah and put the other on, one's like put it on facebook marketplace mm. see if it sells the other ones if it's free love it if it's not take it leave it love it live it <laughs> let it, it go that sounds like a take a lot campaign <laughs> <laughs> if it's free love don't it, take it. <laughs> if it's cheap, buy it. Takealot.com. <laughs> Don't you crave it though? Performing sometimes, like I, wh what I crave is the playing. That's what okay. I crave. I cr I love playing. I love being playful. You know, with my friends. That that's that's what I love about performance. Mm. And I love being on a stage and things not going completely oh. according to plan, mm. but in a fun way. Because I've also been on stage where things haven't gone according to plan, <laughs> where it's been horrendous <laughs> but like you're yeah, putting each other in the shit on stage sure. yeah, and yeah. you know or a shoe not coming off when it's or a shoe not coming to you off or whatever, you know, yeah. i love that yeah. and 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 where, where the real where the real like improv comes in where you have to be in the moment you have to respond like mm. like this yeah, yeah. i love that and i love playing in a rehearsal room and making a show i love that the most yeah, yeah that's nice. that's what draws me to this play the process so are you going to is there are there any plans to Maybe workshop a piece of theatre in the future. Yeah. What, are, what are the plans there? Roberto? Yeah, currently workshopping a piece of theatre with two friends of mine. Oh my goodness! Yeah, with the hope Very of exciting. yeah performing it sometime this year. Ooh. Yeah, a little Roberto. little a little movement a little device theatre, little three hander. Oh my Does goodness. it have a title yet? The agents. <gasps> the agents. Acting agents or FBI? Uh, real estate. Oh my uh, goodness. <laughs> real estate. Incredible. Yeah, the agents. So yeah, so ho hopefully that'll be like up and running by the end of the year. But it's been like, it's this nice slow process with no yeah. like hard, like, oh God, we need to get this done. Um, which is also nice because you go, like I go into rehearsal during the week and just play. Yeah. Yeah. And devising. Awesome. And you guys, any fun theatre things coming up? Other than our. Just our yes, improv show we're trying to figure out yes. sometime this year. If we could do one show, that'd be epic, but there's no theatre stuff. I don't really do theatre a lot. You, Laura Lee? I mean, I have some, some plans, mm -hmm. but I. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to get the rights to a certain text, Ooh. but I don't know what the process of that. That would be, if anyone has some information listening to the podcast, that would be fantastic. Speak to Delro. I don't know if Delro is, is Delro going to have a Neil Labute play? Is that going to be a thing? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Because I want to I wanna do a Neil Labute play. I think you should ask Chad GPT to write a play and then yeah. perform that. Then you'll be the first, Maybe. first person to do a computer written a, play. You should do that. I'm going to do it. You okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. I won't, I won't, I'll take it back. I'll take it back. I won't do that. Um, okay, exciting. Yeah, I would love to do. Have you have you read Some Velvet Morning? No. It's a good one. There's okay. a movie with Stanley Tucci and Alice Eve as mm. well. Great film. Is that the play you want to do? Yeah, it's oh. the play I want to do. But I want to translate it into Afrikaans. And then do Can that. you cast me? I really want to. W what's the lead character's name? Um, 
I don't think I don't I can't remember. They okay. don't really. They, it's not like it's one of those where they don't really have names. But you can give him Afrikaans name now. Yeah, it's just Dovi, Dirkus, Dirkus, Hendrik. You look like Dirky. You can own Dirky. Dirky, yes, 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 absolutely. Roberta can definitely Dirky. Maybe a bit of a higher voice though. Dirky. <laughs> yeah. Hello. It's quite. A, it's quite a. Um, a lot of love sexual undertones in the play, though. So let's try yes, to put Dirky like in there. Yes, it's I like your lifey. <laughs> <laughs> Roberta, stop it. Um, okay, well, that, that was my casting. Yeah, there we go. Done. Got it. Yeah. Done. Beautiful. Done. Love it. And directing? Sorry, last question. You're not interested in directing? Uh, yeah, done. I have done a bit of directing. I'm uh, directing something small for the market theatre that is for the Irish em- the, the Irish embassy. Just some, a small little backet plea. Nice. Uh, yeah. But directing is also intense. It's an intense thing. Yeah. The, yeah. the the preparation is brutal. Prep and also just I, I find it a very emotional experience. Right. Yeah. But you got a lot of love to give. Love to give. You said got it yourself. Got a lot of love to give. Yeah. So you can give exactly. those Irish love. Give the Irish Portuguese love to the Irish. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. Poor, uh, poor Irish. Yeah. Have a lucky Valentine's Day. Bye, donkey. Thank uh, you, Roberto. To, uh, you too. Come true. Thank you very much, and guys. See you again on Mother's Day. See you on Mother's Day. <laughs> 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 Thanks, guys. Bye.